The prophet Elisha tells Naaman, a commander of the Syrian army, what he must do to be healed of his leprosy. At first, Naaman is distrustful, but he believes in the God of Israel when he is cured. A reading from the second book of Kings. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. Naaman, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. Naaman went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Parfar the rivers of Damascus better than all the rivers of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, Wash and be clean. So Naaman went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Would you please stand as we sing together Psalm 30, starting on page 3.
compares Christian discipline to an athlete in training. We must constantly work at self-control as we strive for our heavenly prize. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Do you not know that in a race the runners all compete, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win it. Athletes exercise self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable one. So I do not run aimlessly, nor do I box as though beating the air, but I punish my body and enslave it, so that after proclaiming to others, I myself should not be disqualified. Hear what the Lord is saying to the people. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. A leper came to Jesus, begging him, and kneeling, said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved to pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, and he said, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, Saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely as 
spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stay out in the country, and people came to him from every quarter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
The Jordan River, of course, is the river that the people had to cross when they came from the wilderness into the promised land. So it's the way that when they cross that banana stop, they arrive, they become heirs of the promise. Naaman has become an Israelite. And the way the story ends, Elisha won't take any of the gifts. And Naaman says, well, at least let me take two mules loaded worth of earth back to Syria so that when I sacrifice, I can sacrifice over this holy ground to your God and not to mine. So he has become more of an Israelite than the king in Samaria. There's the iron sword. He has become an Israelite. Jesus also heals a leper. It's a very puzzling story. The leper approaches him, which he shouldn't have done. He shouldn't have been that close. Kneels down before him and says, If you choose, make me clean. And Jesus touches him. And the rules of leprosy are that Jesus also is now a leper. Having touched the leper, Jesus becomes a leper. And says, I do choose, be made clean. And the leprosy left him. And then Jesus, it says in your translation, sternly warned him. What it says in the Greek is Jesus snorted with anger and cast him out and said, go show yourself to the priest, offer what Moses appointed as a testimony to them. Why on earth is Jesus angry? I think the reason is, is because this man wants to go back into that very society which had made him an outcast. He wants to go back to the temple, show you that he's clean, and be welcomed back into that community. Jesus having touched him, has become a leper and doesn't want to go back into that society. The guy finally gets it. He doesn't go to the priest. He instead goes out and and says, look at what's happened. And so many people were coming to Jesus that he couldn't even go into town, but had to stay outside in the wild places, the wilderness. Elijah's in the wilderness. Jesus is in the wilderness. That's where these healings happen. Outside of the structures of society, out where things and people are vulnerable. It's where we can experiment with being a new kind of social organization. When the people come out of Egypt and and are in the wilderness, they're there for 40 years, Moses is with them, they try things, they get it wrong, but they recognize their dependence on God because the manna comes from heaven day after day, and without it they wouldn't. Jesus feeds first 5,000 and then 4,000 in the wilderness out there where we can experiment with new things. There's no need to say it, but our economy is in the tank. Um, I've been watching the newspapers this week, and we're still, people on Wall Street are still giving themselves bonuses. Bankers are still giving themselves bonuses. Merrill Lynch has 500 people who are getting paid more than a million dollars a year. It's crazy. And of course, our economy has turned into an international incident. It has ripples all over the world. Iceland, the entire country of Iceland, is bankrupt because they built their economy on banking. And we act a little bit like him. We want somebody, the king or the prophet or somebody, to come and fix it quick, pour billions or trillions of dollars dollars into the economy, and fix it. Surely for me, God will do that. But instead, we find ourselves in the wilderness. We're vulnerable. We have to acknowledge our dependence on God and on each other. There's a line in the psalm which just really hit me. I'm going to have to look it up and make sure I get it right. 